Jeremy and Michael. Yeah, no, gross. Yeah, it doesn't sound as good. It sounds like you're introducing inbred twins or something. Right. Have you heard see much shit? Jeremy and Michael are here. <laughs> Those fuckers. They, right. they owe me money, actually. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Uh, Is this open? Do I just walk in? RJ, door. Yeah, no, yeah, oh. yeah, you did it right. You, you stand in the open door and say knock, 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 and then just right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, I was, uh, I was raised. This place looks familiar. Yes. Looks different from the last time. I, I mean, the uh, it's, yeah, it's look, it looks good. You guys are doing a great job. I need some help. We can, oh. I, we're here for helping most times. Back in the 80s, yeah, in the early 80s, there were some people that left Florida. That's where I'm from, is Florida, okay? They left Florida and got murdered in Texas. And they're called Dean and Tina Klaus. Ah, murder. Rick, Rick, there's a murder we gotta Rick. solve. Rick, was he murdered too? No, he's just not here. But I'm not gonna say anything because I like when Richards wastes his time. Let's go. Was he here? You said he's not here. You didn't? Did you check? Is he sleeping in his office? Uh, he explicitly said he's not gonna be here, and mm. I said, okay, I'm not gonna tell Richard. Oh, okay, thank you. That was very nice of you. You're welcome. Rick's usually our murder guy, though. He knows the prices for murders and solving murders and stuff. Mm. Should we solve a murder without Rick? You think? Um, do we ever wait for him? Not really. It'll be fine. Did you say Dean and Tina Klaus? Yeah, there's some Floridians that I need to know what happened to them. All and right. if, if if you don't, if your third's not here, that just means that you guys both get to just split this Cheetos two ways. Oh, he's paying us in Cheetos. Cheetos. Absolutely. As is tradition. As the bag is opened. Oh, how thoughtful. Yeah. I just just wanted to make it easy for you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You're you're like a gentleman and a good client paying us in Cheetos in advance. And I will join you if you're asking. Well, that's what I was going to say. You could be Rick. And then you could have a third of this bag of Doritos or Cheetos. Yes, the Cheetos. Let's do it this then. An elite team of private detectives. What if balloons are aliens? Maybe that's the key component we're missing. Cover-ups. John's guilty. Mysteries that need to be solved. Maybe Mormons need mountains. Richard, shut up. We're going to play an imagination game to start, guys. All right? This is a fun imagination game. Imagine you're 42 years old and living in Oklahoma. Can you do that? Oh, God. I know. Gross, right? Ew. It's kind of disgusting. Do I have to be 42, though? <laughs> how old are you? I didn't know people were offended by this question, but can I ask you how old you are? I'm, 30, I'm 34. You're almost 42. <laughs> okay. No, we're close to that. Almost? No. Eight years is almost to you? That's what you say when you get old, That's like me. fucking dangerous, <laughs> Richard. No, like, cause who, how old is an almost 18-year-old to you? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we know the answer. It's fucked up. 25? 26? Oh, oh that's going the other direction. Gotcha. They're almost the 18 and they're 26. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're imagining we're 42 years old in Oklahoma. Just imagine you're adopted. You have a happy life. You don't really care about who your biological parents were. I don't really know. Maybe that's the only thing you cared about. You're adopted, though. Okay. Imagine you're adopted. All you know about your adoption is that when you were between the ages of one and two, you were left at a church in Arizona, and you don't know who your biological parents are. 
Okay, that's the only thing you know. Your past. What were my what were my motivations to move to Oklahoma from Arizona? Your parents, I guess, adoption. Whoever adopted you from Arizona and brought you to Oklahoma. Oh, so my my adoptive parents, not my birth parents. They didn't like chase me out of Arizona. Now your birth parents are gone. They gone. Okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. Nice, nice uh, family adoption. Favorite, favorite food and favorite color. Okay, this is good. This is a really good imagination game. Your favorite food is probably you're in Oklahoma. What would be a good food from Oklahoma? I don't, I don't know the regional <laughs> leather. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably leather. <laughs> I was gonna say buffalo, but uh, cool. Okay, uh, so buffalo and your favorite color is green. All right. Mm. Okay. Uh, you grow up in Oklahoma. It's very nice. You get you make your own family. You have, you have your own life now. You get married. Stay married for twenty years. You have five kids and two grandchildren. Okay. This is all. I, I didn't. Say. No. Stop. I. At forty-two. At forty-two. At forty-two. You do. I have yeah. two grandchildren. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel my character would have five children. That seems like too many. Yeah. <laughs> this no. economy. I'm just a. I'm just a humble Oklahoman who loves leather and the color green. And. I'm just this humble Oklahoma, and I'm here with my two 17 children, and I'm eating leather quietly in the corner. Okay. You guys are you guys caught on to this game. It's good. And then one day, you get a phone call from the Harris County Police Department, and they say they want to meet with you. Like, what do you think that's about? You know, you're just chilling out. Did I, did I win a contest to win, like, 40 pounds of green leather? Fresh off the back of a buffalo. Leather. Okay, then I'm there. I'm going down to talk to them. That's what they think. That's what you think. <laughs> yeah. I didn't light that fire. So you make a meeting. They decide they're going to come to your house. Okay. Then the police come to your door. After some niceties, you sit them down in your living room. You get to business. You want to know what this is about. And to your amazement, they tell you they know who your biological parents are. That's what they're coming for. Wow. <gasps> yes, they're millionaires. Yeah, no. Uh, the fucked up part is how they end this entire conversation. They tell you that you're a missing child. And your parents were murdered before you can remember anything. And I've inherited their wealth. Uh, I wish that were true in this. Your imagination can make up any ending you want. But this is what happened to you. Uh, this very embellished story happened to a lady named Holly Marie Klaus on June 7th, 2022. <gasps> was that the twist? I was a lady the whole time? Yeah, I thought you knew you were a lady the whole time. No, dude. I mean, liking leather and green is an inherently masculine trait fair enough i was gonna say yeah. it's 2023 i wasn't gonna ask questions you know just letting it happen well no what what year is it in oklahoma I'm, don't break my my character for me richard what it's year 20, is it in oklahoma 2022 now i could have oh, sworn okay. at one point you said we had a mustache yeah <laughs> what happened to the mustache <laughs> yeah Maybe we no. were just imagining <sighs> too hard we were imagining yeah. too hard it's fine yeah. we imagined too close to the sun <laughs> Yeah, Holly Marie Klaus was her name as a baby. She's actually now Holly Miller. Like I said, grandmother of two at 42, which you already made the joke, which was like, holy fuck, lady. That's crazy. In this economy, you're correct. Not much is known about Holly's new life. Well, it's not been really released to the public. We do know that she's been found. We know a couple things. We know that like Holly's met her biological family over Zoom and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children funded a reunion. So the family can get together. So they, they've gotten together. That's pretty much all we know about this lady. And in the fair. press release, there was nothing mentioning mustache. <laughs> the press release has actually a photo of her, which if you zoom in, I'm sure there's some whiskers. It's getting there. 
I don't know. They didn't really talk about it. It's not the main part of the the, the press release, but I'm sure it's there. No, you I don't know. trust pictures. I have to feel her lip. Nah, it's <laughs> okay. more of a goatee. It's not even a mustache. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, soul patch. Just a straight up female soul patch. <laughs> but in, in the middle of her upper lip. What, what do you call that? Uh, oh, God. That is the, the Charlie, Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin Buster yeah. Keaton. Oh, okay. thought it was uh, an, Michael an Jordan. Oklahoma special. Yeah. <laughs> Did Michael Jordan try to swing that actually back in the day? Oh, yeah. You see, you fuck mm-hmm. off. Yeah, he was uh, he was on a commercial with it, right? He was a Haynes commercial. He was in a lot of stuff. Michael Jordan, really? That mustache saw some airtime, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they found Holly after the remains of Holly's parents, Dean and Tina Lynn Klaus. Their DNA was run through the national database trying to identify some murder victims. Dean and Tina were known as the Harris County Does and had only been recently identified on January 12th, 2021. That was the 40th anniversary of the discovery of their remains. Wait, how did they identify as deer after they died? But dumb. <laughs> I gotcha, dose. I was like, what did, did I miss up a word? Because I'm good for that. <laughs> Wait, so, so you're saying you're saying that they no one knew who these guys were? The these so the bodies were discovered and we didn't know who they were for 40 years. 40 whole years, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Didn't even know there was a girl missing. So once Dean and Tina were identified, the family asked uh, if Dean and Tina are dead, what happened to Holly? So that's how they got into the, oh, there's a baby missing that we haven't known about for 40 fucking years. Dean and Tina's identities were figured out by a genetic genealogy organization called Identifiers International. In 2020, Identifiers International were using GEDmatch in an attempt to clear out unidentified murder victims. I don't know if you know what GEDmatch is, Michael, but we've talked about it a couple times on the show already. It's just a database that the you can opt into with your DNA. So you can find like, I don't know, murder victims and shit like that. It's like, if you get 23andMe, they don't automatically take it. You have to like sign up for GEDmatch or another one similar. I forget what the other one's called. I thought it was a dating site when I signed up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's my DNA. <laughs> Here's a cup of semen. <laughs> Here's a cup of semen. Uh, (laughs) That's not how we take DNA, sir. That's how I give DNA. DNA. It's the DNA that I wanted to give you. Exactly. (laughs) The closest died in 1981, uh, but a sample of DNA was taken from the former does in 2011. The DNA was taken from their then recently exhumed bodies by Harris County, who were attempting to figure out who the two does were. They were found together, uh, so they figured they were related in some way. Harris County actually got a grant from the National Institute of Justice to catalog the DNA of 25 different unidentified murder victims. And Dean and Tina were two out of the 25, but there were like 400 they could have chosen from. So Harris County just picked like 25 they thought would be easiest to solve. And the reason they thought those two would be easier to solve is because like they were like 18 year old. They thought they were like teenagers and they went missing around New Year's and they're like, how the fuck do teenagers disappear? two of them, and nobody notices. You know what I mean? And it was the first time in history both governmental and public DNA databases began working together in an effort to resolve cold cases. In what year? 2011 is the first time they started matching up DNAs. And they like genetic genealogy wasn't even what they were doing. They were just trying to like, like genetic genealogy wasn't even a thing till 2017. I don't know. It's it's a new field, right? So we hear about a lot now with cases getting solved, but like, it just took a long time. There's just so many people and so much shit. So it took them about 
nine or 10 years to actually figure out who the fuck those two bodies were. In June 2021, this actually happened. uh, The identification of the closest happened because a podcast network, AudioCheck, funded some genealogy research for the company previously mentioned, Identifiers International. And I don't know if you guys know what AudioCheck is, like that podcast network. You guys have any idea? Nope. It's the most annoying person owns it, Ashley Flowers, a host of probably one of the most popular true crime podcasts, honestly, uh, Crime Junkie. I'm sure you guys have heard of Crime Junkie. Yeah, I've heard of that. I'll steal it one day. You should. She's annoying. She actually, uh, she's the chick that was made headlines a couple years ago who was plagiarized a bunch of her episodes. She just stole articles and just read them straight up and she got busted for it and had to take down a bunch of episodes. So like, honestly, oh, yeah, she's an annoying person too. She's, but in this case, I don't really care about her journalistic ethics. She like fucking solved or she helped identify two murder victims from 40 years ago. So that's actually, I don't know if I would use my money for good. If I ever made that much money, I don't know if I could. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, I sit here and like be an asshole all day uh, with these cases. I don't know if I could be like, hey, I know I made fun of your missing victim. Here's some money to like help find them. I don't know if I could do that. If I took a serious tone, maybe, but we don't. So Yeah, no, I'm just going to make jokes about dead kids and not apologize for it. <laughs> yeah, right, probably- and if you got money, you could do that with tacos. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. Uh, last time we talked about tacos, it was four and a half minutes straight. I, I counted. Okay, so this this money from AudioChuck got uh, Deborah Pinto from the Harris County Institute for Forensic Scientists working with both senior forensic genealogist named Misty Gillis and her colleague Allison Peacock from Identifiers International. They all sound and hot. They, they are, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just shaking your head. Is it because they all have Oklahoma special mustaches? Yeah. Right. The Michael Jordan? Yeah. So, But once these three ladies, Gillis, Pinto, and Peacock, started working together and started examining the DNA, it only took them 10 days to figure out who the Klauses were, which I found fucking crazy. If it could take 10 days to figure out a bunch of these, that's, like, just, I don't know, man. Give these people more resources. Like, you know what I mean? We could solve a bunch of crimes. I fucking, 10 days is crazy to me. So they almost got immediately got a hit on D- Dean's DNA and found his sister, Debbie Brooks. And then they went to find her and they asked her a couple questions like, hey, do you know anybody that was missing in 1981? And she's like, oh, yeah, my brother. We never we disappeared in 1981. We never talked to him again. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> OK, cool. And then they say, and his wife's missing. So they find out who the wife was, uh, get some DNA close to her family and bam, they got both identities. Now, the only person that was upset about the news was Dean's mom. And I shouldn't say upset. Her name's Donna Cass. Damn, I thought they'd never find those kids. We were so close. <laughs> but they say she was disappointed, not because they were, they found the body, because she thought they were still alive after 40 plus years. Like, no, they're still alive. She's like, she's fucking lying to herself for 40 years, which is sad. That's why you don't leave Florida. <laughs> so once Donna found out about her uh, son and his wife, they start asking about Holly. And then the police are like, wait, we never found the body of a toddler. What the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, that doesn't mean there's no body. Like an animal could have just dragged away a baby corpse easily. So right away, the plan quickly turns from who are the Harris County does to where the fuck is Holly? So the organization Genealogy for Justice started up a GoFundMe to help find baby Holly. And then the identifiers find her through GEDmatch. And then once they find her in June 2022, uh, the plan quickly turns to, okay, wait, 
who murdered Dean and Tina. And then they changed the GoFundMe to the Dean and Tina Lynn Klaus Memorial Fund. And it's raised many thousands of dollars to help in the investigation into the murders. So let's go back to the investigation into our Harris County Doe's. Before they had the names of Dina and Tina Lynn, the police knew a few things. Uh, even though the the bodies were quite decomposed, the police still knew that Dean and Tina were murdered. And we'll talk about why in a bit. But by who and why, that's the mystery. So that's what we're figuring out today. Who murdered these two people who were just recently identified? Mm. Who's going who's gonna to tell Holly that she's a Floridian? I think it's been broken to her. Well, it was in her, it was in her blood, obviously. She had two grandchildren at the age of 42. Yeah, 42. That's it, Ryan. <laughs> Probably was fully aware of it. She's, they found her working at a gas station. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette in each finger. <laughs> That's not what an Oklahoma gal would do. She must be from Florida. The grandkids, yes, that would happen in Oklahoma. But usually it's your brother. So I guess in this case, that was okay. It's not really your brother. Are you making an incest joke? Yeah. That's fucking disgusting, Richard. How yeah, dare you? We're, this is yeah. a classy show. <laughs> yeah. From what, yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Cunt. Cunt. Um, whatever words offend people. Um, okay. So on January 12th, 1981, the decomposing remains of a man and a woman were found in the woods in the outskirts of Houston, Texas. These were the closest. Holly's parents. Uh, Harold Dean Klaus Jr. was born on June 7th, 1959. He grew up in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. Do you know where that is, Michael? New it's called Smyrna. New Smyrna. New Smyrna. Smyrna. New Smyrna. Okay. Yes. New Smyrna. Okay, so you know where that is? Yes. Cool. Is it nice there? It's in Volusia County, I believe. Volusia County comes up too, yeah. I usually look up famous people from places and uh just to just to give a little bit of color but this place literally only produces football players like there's like about 30 football players that i don't know of so cool football players dean's father died when he was just a kid but i'm not sure how old he was by the time dean who was known to his family as junior was 17 he was hanging out with the followers of what is called the jesus people movement jesus people Jesus people movement. Yes. Jesus. That's the lamest fucking name I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like the laziest, <laughs> laziest name. It's like, it's almost like someone was making fun of them and they're like, that's a good one. Yeah. Let's keep that one. <laughs> Jesus people. That's great. I was just going to say, that's what you refer to people like in a denigrating way. If they believe in God, <laughs> like <laughs> they took the power is what they did. They took it back. <laughs> we're we're going to take Jesus people back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, literally the, the thing that people used to make fun of them for, like the name that that's their name, but the the name that was what made fun of them was Dean's mom and a lot of other people called them Jesus freaks, these Jesus freaks. So pretty popular back in the day. We'll talk about that too. Was that what they called them to make fun of them? Or was they just confusing them with the chapter down the street who right. chose to go by Jesus freaks? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. There's uh, like this whole people, Jesus people movement or whatever was like a shit ton of different sects and stuff. And it, it was really culty. They had tons of sex. Sects. Sects. CTS. A hierarchy. CTS. Yeah. <laughs> So Dean would bring these robed men to his parents' house at Gross. 17, 16, 17. And his mom was like, stop bringing these stinky assholes <laughs> to our house. But they enjoyed, like, he enjoyed their company. He, like, bought into their Jesus message. 
by Dean's mother's account, Dean would always go off with these Jesus freaks, but he would always come back. So he, she wasn't, she was worried that he was going to get sucked into their like weird lifestyle, but she really couldn't do much. He was an older teenager. Dean started hanging out with him. And then he started to slow down his hanging out like later, like 18, because he met Tina, Tina Gale Lynn. And he started like, I want pussy more than stinky rope guys. So he started doing that. <laughs> Tina was born September 21st, 1963. She also grew up in New Smyrna. New Smyrna. <laughs> Three syllables. Smyrna. I'm doing it on purpose now. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can say it however you want. New you Smyrna. can call it Florida is what if you want. Florida. Florida. Yeah, she was a pretty lady with uh, reddish brown hair. Her father also died when she was very young. Uh, I'm not sure how old Tina was when he died as well. Tina and Dean met in 1978 when Tina was 15 and Dean was 19. Oh, yeah, that sounds very Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's here. This sounds even more Florida. Dean's sister was dating Tina's brother when they met. So they're like, here, yeah. I have my little siblings. <laughs> you know, uh, full disclosure, I say all these things about Florida, but I live in upstate New York. And all of the same stuff is true. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of you here is is what it is. <laughs> a lot of you leave there and come here. So. Yeah, yeah, they're the same people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to be honest, where I live, like all the old people move from here and go to Florida, too. So it's uh, you got a bit of me there, too. A bunch of old Canadians. That's right. Yeah, there. I, I right here. There must be some sort of weird chemistry within the family because less than a year after them meeting on June twenty fifth, nineteen seventy nine, Dean and Tina get married. Dean is twenty. Tina is sixteen. Things move fast for the couple because by January twenty fourth, nineteen eighty, they have a baby named Holly. June to January is not even close to a full term of a pregnancy, so I'm guessing I know where the chemistry comes from and why they got married so quickly. <laughs> Dean's pullout game was not. Great. Especially when you're banging uh -huh. a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's gross. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, Dean had an affinity for carpentry and he got a job apprenticing a cabinet maker named D.R. Horton. So the only catch was to keep the apprenticeship, Dean would have to relocate to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Now, this was a huge opportunity for Dean. So he and Tina decide that moving is the best play. Now, the closest knew it would be a challenge in a new city with a new baby, but they were willing to try to make it work. Uh, and they had nothing really to their name, so they had nothing to lose. And they didn't even have a way to get, get there which I find fun. So Dean's mom just decides to give her son her car. And then he packs up the car by the summer, all their stuff into the maroon colored GMC Concord and grab their That's baby. That's why she gave it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. They didn't give a year. I kept looking up the year of the Concord. Like how old was this car? And then they head to Texas and they land in a little town called Louisville, Texas. Maybe that's Lou is vile. Louisville. <laughs> Louisville, Texas had a population of 2,400 or 24,000 people in 1980. Uh, not a big town. So Dean just moved in with his cousin and his cousin was willing to let them stay for a few weeks while they found their own place. It didn't take long for Dean and Tina to find a place. So they, they moved in on their own, start the new chapter of their lives together. 
I guess when they moved out there, they didn't really realize that home building and carpentry and stuff is like a contracting lifestyle. So when your your apprenticeship doesn't necessarily always have work, you're not sometimes you go weeks without working. You know what I mean? So it made it harder for them because then it's like zero cash. You work for two weeks, then you're off for a month. Like you got to spread out your money, but they made it work. Tina would write home often enough over the next few months as they got their footing in the new town. By Christmas 1980, Tina was sending her family Christmas cards with updated photos of Holly. And she's looking like her mom. She's getting her red, brownish, reddish hair. Her face is filling. She's walking and stuff in the picture. Or I guess she's standing in the pictures. It's kind of nice to... The pictures still exist if you want to look them up. Then the letters stop abruptly. I've seen articles question whether or not the letter stopped around December or if it was a bit earlier in October. So it's really up in the air on that. I don't, I couldn't figure out when the letters actually stopped. So December, October to December sometime. It just makes it harder to figure out when they went missing and when their time of death was, right? Like I see like they could be dead for two weeks or they could have been dead for like a couple months. Decomposition relies on like many shit. We've talked about this a bunch in the show. Like decomposition could be like, they just yeah, make up fake. times of death. Yeah, they just make yeah. up yeah. times of death all the time. Like, it could be weeks, it could be months. So that's fucking not really helpful, right? You said he worked for D.R. Horton? A guy named D.R. Horton, I believe, yeah. Yeah, those houses are fucking trash. We have them all over the place. They're pieces of shit. I'd rather have a house built by Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> you see here, the foundation is jelly-filled Tim bits. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee's okay, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Horton actually uh, is from the little town I live in. Um, oh, nice. Really? You yeah. visit each other? Yeah. We went to his grave. He died drinking and driving. Way to go, Tim Horton. Did he really? That's... He did, yeah. <laughs> That's an incredibly Canadian way to die, isn't it? <laughs> drinking and driving? Yeah, don't fucking try and fool me. You guys do that shit all the time. I don't. I never have. Well, no. not I'm mean, not saying you specifically. Unless all of Canada is a hive mind, I'd believe that too. But is, so it's like drinking while you're driving, right? Is that what you're saying? Because I've never done that. <laughs> I, I don't know too I've many people. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I've definitely had a roadie, one, but. Very calm, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say road soda. That's what we. Smirnoff ice. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's, Smirnoff it's ice. It's Smirnoff ice. <laughs> oh, sorry. Smyrna. Yeah, that's right. Smyrna. <laughs> so yeah so a a few months go by no calls or letters they're a little bit worried the parents and then donna gets a phone call out of the blue and there's a man on the other line who said he's in possession possession of her maroon colored gmc concord he said that the car is being driven to from la to volusia volusia what did you say it was volusia volusia county and he, <laughs> and he'd give it back to her. Uh, she'd just have to meet him at the Daytona Speedway parking lot at night. I'm sorry, from fucking L.A.? Yeah. From Texas, from Florida. There's a lot of fucking miles on this Concord. Yeah, for sure. It's just hilarious that, like, just a call of the blue. I have your car if you want it back. And then meet me at the Daytona Speedway. Like, I find that such a fucking weird <laughs> spot. After I floor this bitch over about a dozen laps, it's all yours again, lady. <laughs> so Donna agrees to this. Donna hasn't heard from her kid. And she agrees, like, okay, fine, I'll meet you there. And when she gets to the Speedway that night, she's greeted by three women in white robes. One woman spoke. 
to Donna. The other two sat off to the side. She called herself Sister Susan. She was she was about in her 30s, late 20s, early 30s. The other two were like teenagers, early 20s at best. The first thing Sister Susan says that if you, like Donna, if you pay me $1,000, I'll give you your car back. Simple as that. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I thought you were just giving my car back. No, thousand bucks, and then you can have the stolen car back. Like it's still under mom's name. But Donna agrees because she wants to figure out where her kid is, right? So she pays her the thousand bucks. I don't know where she gets it. I, I don't know if it's that night or like the next morning. I'm assuming it's that night. So she must have figured out how to get a thousand bucks. And then Donna quizzes Susan or Susie. That's what I wrote here. Uh Donna quizzes Susie about why the hell does she have the car? Where's her son, daughter-in-law, and granddaughter? So Sister Susan tells Donna that Dean and Tina have joined our religious sect. Okay? They don't want to be These found. Are Jesus people. These are Jesus people. <sighs> Jesus freaks. So they don't want to be found. Okay? They're cutting off all ties. Don't even bother looking for them. You're not going to find them. Okay? Donna, knowing that Dean had hung out with these fucking Jesus freaks at her counter, like kind of a, like thought it might be true. And it's hard being on your own. So maybe she thought, oh, she found these Jesus freaks out there, maybe for some support. I don't fucking know. But she still calls the cops anyway, multiple times, she says, which yeah. leads nowhere because um, the police say there's no signs of foul play. All their shit's gone from their apartment. What do you want from me? They're done. They're not there. Uh, they're adults. They don't have to be. They can cut ties if they want. Donna just eventually says, like, she relies on the police. Like, I guess they'll come back someday when they figure out this is a cult. Mm. Snake their apartments one. were cleaned out yeah from what i understand they don't have all their no signs of foul play all their shit was gone so whoever killed them knew them intimately enough to know where they lived and to take care of that honestly they had a concord's worth of stuff they were only there for a couple months you know what i mean uh -huh. like they didn't have like furniture yet i would assume maybe a mattress if anything well you can fit a lot in a concord you know it's a, it's, a, it's it's the mindset right you know i can fit <laughs> i can fit a lot of stuff in a concord yeah bro i manipulate space and time with my mind all the time it's right. super easy that's yeah. well it's, no 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 it's about you know it's about finding that perfect spot to put that last <laughs> thing you know. It's about closing the like, trunk as fast as you can before everything yeah. falls out. That's right. Like the child on the hood. <laughs> yeah, just strapping it to the front like a fucking hood ornament. Is there anything about strapping? That's true. They hold on. For, you want to live? This is survival of the most fit. That's right. See if you're, this is Sparta, motherfucker. Let's go to Texas. <laughs> yeah, uh, she just believed the police, I guess. And then she just waited for him to come back. Probably blamed herself, honestly, for Dean leaving and not calling her for needing help. Like, why would you not just tell your family you have problems? Why would you join a cult? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of sad. So according to Donna, she never gave up looking, periodically calling the police station, asking if they had any identif unidentified bodies for her to, like, go and check and see if that's her kid. Little did Donna know that her son and wife had been brutally murdered. <laughs> Stupid bitch. Dumb brutally bitch, yeah. murdered. So Tina's family was also looking for them. This wasn't just Donna. Uh, they went to the Salvation Army, which I found was hilarious, and gave a description of her because sometimes, I guess, the Salvation Army comes up with missing people. I don't fucking know why it goes to the Salvation Army, but cool. <laughs> Dean and Tina's bodies were found quite quickly. They didn't know what they found, but they were found between the last time they were in communication with Donna. Problem was that they didn't really, like, Dean and Tina didn't really know anybody in Louisville. Lou Louisville. Um, yep. just, just their cousin. <laughs> yeah, he's just agreeing now. <laughs> <laughs>
So no one knew who these people were, so those bodies were not identified. The couple were found uh, in a wooded area of Houston, Texas on Houston. Houston, sorry. Houston, uh, Texas. Houston. Houston, te- Texas. Uh, in Wallaceville Road sometime January 1981. The owner of the land Wallaceville Road is on got a huge surprise when their dog came back from a remote path in the wooded private area of the private property. Apparently the dog came back uh, to the home with a human arm in her mouth. Gross. Yeah. What do you do if you find silly just bringing a human arm to your house there yeah what do you do if that happens i bury it with the other ones yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's good good answer didn't even fucking smile or anything it's nope. a little scary no, I, yeah it's i'm answering scary. your question yeah. right. you asked for facts you got them i got you then the dog i guess wanted more of the they took away the fucking arm like, no, bad dog. And the dog just said, okay, fine, I know where there's more. So they follow the dog back to the fucking dead bodies. Nice. The investigators put the time of death around New Year's Day or earlier. Like I said, like nobody really knows. New Year's Day seems short to me because it's only 12 days and they're pretty decomposed. So I'm guessing it's probably the October date, honestly. Why wow, were they like spooky skeletons? So you think it might have been Halloween? <laughs> Yes, zombies at very least. Okay. Because uh, they, like, I'll talk about it in a bit, but they talk about how, like, it was hard for them to make a sketch. Um, so after investigation, Dean was found to be bound and gagged and beat to death. Tina was also bound and gagged, but died of strangulation. Just got a, a thought, like, if I'm, like, a police sketch artist, like, they're trying to make a sketch of the dead bodies. They do, yeah. They, I'll show you the sketch. After. How cool would it be if, like, I was like, yeah, I'm a police sketch artist, and, like, I go and, like, draw them. And it's just like a really simple drawing of like a ghost. Yeah. yeah you, go, you go out to a date, draw me like one of your dead people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, there you go. They were found basically nude, except Tina was wearing a pair of green gym shorts. Uh, investigators also found a bloody towel discarded near their bodies. Now it's unclear whether or not the two were murdered there or dropped off there after being murdered. The couple were decomposed pretty badly. Richard, I have a question. Uh, we did yeah. find your mother's mutilated body. We're hoping you can identify it, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry for your loss. And don't be afraid if you can't look. I know it's quite walk up, walk up, walk up, walk up, walk up. Pac-Man did it! That son of a bitch! Pac-Man ate a big fucking bright ball and killed my mom. <laughs> Pac-Man killed my mom. <laughs> No, you stabbed her when she told you to stop playing Pac-Man. I'm Pac-Man. Okay. Yeah, so the couple were, we'll talk about that for a bit. They're decomposed pretty badly, but not too badly for the sketch artist to sketch one out. Like, sketch artist Mary Mize is like, I'll take, I'll give it a whirl. Like, do you think these guys, these sketch artists get paid per sketch? Or like, do they just sit there waiting for a body to show up? Like, I was serious. That's a serious question. I hope it's the former, because I could draw a lot of these motherfuckers. (laughs) That would be... Great. In different colors, too. That's right. I hope it's per sketch, too, and it's like, all right, I'll figure out how to fucking make this zombie melting face work in fate. Like, it's <laughs> fucking dumb. Like, And then I'll go back to my Etsy shop. <laughs> why Why are they drawing dead bodies? They had cameras right. back then. Yeah, that's... Well, nobody wants to see the... Fu- like, they're decomposed. So just to Nobody give wants an artist to see rendering. it, but we want to make somebody look at it long <laughs> enough to draw right. it realistically. So. That's... Mary, Mary Mee's fucking did nothing but a sketch 
queen here. I'm going to show you the sketch. We have I'll, some? I'll show you the sketch, yeah. And then I'll show you what they actually look like. Then you could be like, Mary Mees just fucking pulled one over on the cops. Like, oh, God. I love the sketches. We got to do, we do this every time. <laughs> the sketches are the best. So here's the sketches that came out. Oh. What the fuck? The unibrow is great. <laughs> The, uni- the unibrow is fantastic. I'm guessing that the unibrow is probably not decomposed because she really put a lot of effort in the part of the hair yeah. and the unibrow. You know, Dean. Yeah. So like his olive skin. Yeah, no, but then like the the girl on the right, like I, how are you so bad and good at drawing at the same time that like you can like. <laughs> Cause like, why does her hair like? I I think it's just supposed to be tied back, but it looks like it's growing in over down her forehead. It's, <laughs> it's like true. She's got a mullet. It looks Wait, like... did she actually have a mullet? Because that's it's probably a... possible. She did not know. Here, I'll show you what they actually look like. Yeah, please. It's not even fucking close. That's right. I mean, that... Not even close at all. That reminds me of when that person fucked up the Jesus painting real yeah. bad and made it look like that weird bear creature. <laughs> That is precisely what we got going on. Did she draw different dead bodies? What the fuck happened? I it just looks like she drew two people and she went close enough. Like there's actual there's Holly too, so you can see while we have it up. Like there's the baby, like she was the baby. And that's Dean and Tina in their picture she's holding. So we see what she looks like, whatever. But I mean, like this is, this is Donna. Wait, this I'm is, sorry. That's a 42 year old. That's a 40. Woman. This is a 42. This is a 42 year old woman. Yes. That's a Florida 42 if I've ever seen it. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? The, the sun really destroys people's skin down here. <laughs> she didn't that live looks, there. It's just genetically bad. She looks <laughs> just transfers. <laughs> she looks like 61 and 12 at the same time. How the fuck? It's she's she's an oddity for sure. I don't mean to be mean, but they weren't ugly people either. No. How did that happen? There's some good looking kids, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So this is we'll just show this last picture while we have them up. This is uh, Donna. Like, this is the mom. She got the picture painted, which I find hilarious. (laughs) She like got the the same fucking artist that did the the police sketch. It kind of looks like that's a Mary Mees. No, that's- no, no, no. This is what they look like. This is try again. <laughs> One more again. <laughs> it looks like they just threw that fucking picture through like an Instagram filter. Like, yeah. it's true. It's true. Like just one of those shitty like pop art Snapchat bullshit. Do you think this was like a photo, like a picture painted in spite of Mary Mees? Like this was how you're supposed to draw them. Yeah, draw I can like fucking this. do that marginally better. <laughs> marginally, yeah uh anyways okay so you guys got to see some photos but yeah that the sketch is like it's too artistic to be a police sketch too it looks way too i don't know i I just it seems like so much wasted effort i have like nine things in front of me right now that i can take a fucking photo on like and i know they didn't have that many in the 80s but they still had fucking cameras what the fuck why are we constantly drawing shit over and over again (laughs) why did the mom have it painted it was already a picture right just because the background was nice, it was like a nice ocean or something behind just, her. But like painting, Photoshop, like yeah, or, or even Photoshop. Like you can make it something else. Like why would you just like re? That I'm so mad. I don't know why. <laughs> we got to put them back in Florida from their roots. There's the ocean. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the sketches are too much. But yeah, I, I totally believe that. 
they get paid per sketch and they'll just try anything. You know what I mean? Like that's a decomposed face. Looks like this. Look at that. Unibrow part in the middle. That's what he looked like. Good enough. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, he didn't even have a fucking unibrow. <laughs> no, the guy did. I, I would imagine that that sketch artist was like, you know, what's the worst when they don't have any skin at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing my best out here, Gary. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, do you see what that looks like? Or or it's even or it's even worse. They get like like a fucking guy with like plasticine, like a like a sculptor to like rebuild the fucking skeleton face, and then she takes what he rebuilt on. Like they have like a fucking full like team of artists in there just rebuilding the skeleton back from like. There's a hundred thousand dollars well spent, guys. <laughs> yeah, we need to check some of these motherfuckers because now, like, I'm starting to distrust any of those re- reconstruction or recreation <laughs> things. Like, I don't think dinosaurs look yeah. anything like we think they do. <laughs> Like, no, I'm not talking like feathers versus scales. I'm talking like real different. You know, like, like Vassala Raptor versus Michael Jordan with a Hitler mustache. They look like that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, even with the sketches, no one in the public knew who the forensic anthropologists were calling Romeo and Juliet, which shut the fuck up. I'm glad they changed Boo! it. To- yeah, no, I, I'm Boo! glad they- yeah. I, I I'm glad they like they made it generic to like the Harris County does after a while like the Romeo and Juliet thing did not stick which is nice. The they didn't know what to do with the bodies either so the Harris County laid them to rest in an unnamed grave at the Harris County Cemetery. After the bodies were identified, Donna and family were informed. Donna and many other family members of Dean and Tina flew to Texas to see the spot where their family member was murdered. They brought like the 85 year old lady down like a weird ditch to see where her kid was brutally fucking strangled, beaten. What the fuck is like, why would you go visit this spot? It doesn't make sense to me. It's fucking weird. There's video of it too. And she's she's in a walker and they're like carrying her down. Like, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so much effort. (laughs) Like, uh, after their macabre visit to their children murder site, uh, they headed to the cemetery where Dean and Tina were buried. Then the family had a little mock funeral in section G of the unmarked area of that same cemetery. The family did get their ju- their closure, but they didn't get justice. So do you think we could deliver some justice today, boys? Um, Yeah, give me the address of that sketch artist. I'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, on this very macabre story. Yeah. Oh, God. So <laughs> at this point of the podcast, Michael, we just do theories. Uh-huh. So if you have anything cool, if not, cool too. So you guys got any theories? Um, The sketch artist killed them so that they could get an opportunity Paycheck. to draw them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a crazy serial killer? That would, that would fucking... actually be it. That'd be a great idea. That's a yeah. that's a fucking scary serial killer. Just like, oh, I haven't. I'm. I'm can't pay my rent. Better go kill someone. I think that's a Tales from the Crypt episode. Uh, I'm trying to remember because I'm certain I watched it when I was like seven. But they, there's a guy who kills people and then and then makes like a art of it or something. Like that's like his deal. I can't fucking remember why he's doing it. Some like evil guys paying him to do it, and it's like yeah. breaking him in tons of money. And like the cruel twist of irony at the end of the episode is that. Uh, Oh, he's doing it because his wife needs brain surgery. That's why he's doing it. The Mr. Yeah, Freeze, yeah. The, you know, Mr. Yes. Freeze story arc. Yep. 
Yeah, the Mr. Freeze motivation. Yes. <laughs> so then, like, he's just short of having enough money. So he 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 comes out of the hospital, which apparently they charge you up front at this hospital. I don't fucking understand. So he runs out of the hospital and just kills the first person he sees. And then, like, I distinctly remember this. He just, like, paints their profile on a piece of cardboard by, like, using, like, their, like, fucked up, like, brains and blood and everything. Oh, gross. And then he comes to find out that that was the brain surgeon that that was going to save his wife. <laughs> now they've lost her. Oh, yeah. no. The irony. Yeah. I wish I remember loving those as like a teenager. The tales like, are they on something? I want to watch that now that you say that. I don't know. I haven't look. I've been so long because I, I, I think about him every now and then. And I know I haven't. Like, I love Bordello of Blood. I remember Bordello of Blood like start to end. Me too. Good movie. Great movie. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's a fucking great idea, though. The sketch artist just killing people to pay rent. I like that. That's fun. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I think it would be very awesome as a part of that story. You basically, uh, the person gets caught because they eventually find out that the paintings or the drawings that he does of the murdered victim are taking place before the murder. Oh, yeah. They're golfing. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> You're like why did you, why'd you draw him golfing? He's dead in a ditch. I don't know. <laughs> he was so majestic when he was alive i mean sorry, no, yeah but like no he'll he'll uh draw the murder scene and then and then murder like them, them and then recreate them in that murdered scene i, I, I got that'd you. be a pretty cool story right oh for yeah, sure I like that you get the blood splatter on the wall like oh shit i yeah. gotta get some blood up here i already put the splatter in the fucking so he plans the murder to the t and then recreates his painting by murdering mm. them based on how he envisioned it in his painting that'd be a pretty sick story yeah for sure I like I, that yeah you know what i wonder though too is like wouldn't wouldn't the catharsis of finishing such like a detailed work be enough like i feel like if like you're an artist like you know that's like it's got to be like very draining once you finish a work you think you'd be like wow okay now time to go kill him oh, damn i guess <laughs> no but the painting the painting's not the art dude the painting's like the sketch for the art you know, oh, that's like, too much effort. It's it's got to be part of it at least. I don't know. Obsession, obsession will get you. Obsession will get these fucking guys. I, I could, I, I could see it. That's all I'm saying. I could see someone. Oh, I could see it too. Yeah. I like that one though. I like that's very fun. We should. You know what the problem is now though? That's now, fun. That now that we've said that, it's like Netflix makes that movie within a month because whenever we do a case, Netflix releases a fucking thing on it like a month or two later. So this movie's already in production somewhere. Sorry. It's not our idea. It's already done. I mean, I think we could have said that before we even said that. The Netflix is every single idea in production. Yeah, it's true. They have Everything's been years done. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've already got the pipeline. Like, you ever, you know, one thing I want to look around Netflix for, but also, like, I mean, there's other, like, um, streaming or even old cable networks that were guilty of having way too much content. But, like, I used to panic. Um, and I don't know if you've ever done this, Richard, but, like, when I was on stage, I'd be like, Oh fuck! Did did I already do this joke? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, you have that. Like, do you think do you think Netflix has ever accidentally done like the same like movie like two or three times? That's actually a good question. Probably in different languages. Like, you know what I mean? Probably like a Spanish version of fucking Hmm. Bright is out there. Just they didn't realize it. Bright's a bad example because it's like fucking yeah. orcs and shit. But I mean, like, there's probably a Spanish version of something. I feel like it's just bright, just with Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So here's the theories I'll go through. And then if you guys have more at the end, we'll do. So my first theory, and this is mine and mine alone, is uh, Dean's mom. 
Donna. Was she not remorseful looking as she hobbled down into that ditch? She did. But let's think about it for a second. Donna was pretty fucking quick to stop looking for a kid. You know what I mean? She just accepted just accepted Jesus freaks took him away. Like, I thought you hated those Jesus freaks. Aren't you going to go find some fucking Jesus freaks? Like, just because he was 17 when he hung out with these Jesus freaks, he was getting pussy now. He wasn't even hanging out with the Jesus freaks anymore. You're still like that. You're on that. He's, yeah, he still had pussy. So he's back to the Jesus freaks now and pussy. I don't know if he could handle that much. <laughs> and I wish I knew more about Donna. Like, did you ever look for him? Like, I don't know if she actually went out looking for him, but I'm going to assume no. So like she was holding hope that Dean was still alive, even after 40 years. Okay. Uh, so, so maybe she's involved with the death, right? What's a better alibi than to pretend he never died and be a sad mom, you know? Explains why he never went looking. You knew he was dead. Did you kill him? Yeah, probably. Why? Explains why she'd part with such a highly sought after vehicle as the GMC Concorde. <laughs> she knew it would just come back get to the, her. Sister get the fuck Susan. Out of here. Yeah, I'll get it back. At the Daytona Speedway. Datana. Datana. The Datana Speedway. Yep. <laughs> nice. That's exactly right. Few, few people it. know First that try. it's of Japanese in origin. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, why kill your son? Why kill your, your daughter-in-law? Maybe, just maybe, she was pissed that he got a girl pregnant instead of getting a degree. You know what I mean? Like maybe she was like, you fucking idiot, and accidentally just like bash him in the head with something because he got beat to death. Yeah, so he kills the parents. Of Holly, like he takes Holly. She takes Holly, sorry. Uh, soon she realizes that Holly popping up at her house is going to raise too many eyebrows. So on her way home from Texas, uh, she drops her off at the church in Oklahoma or in uh, Arizona. I don't know if that's along the same way. I don't know geography, but she does it anyway. Uh, goes to Arizona, drops out. And then like she tries to pretend for the rest of her life that she didn't kill her own kid and his young wife. And just becomes old and forgets. <laughs> How old was this baby? It was one and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did the baby do it? <laughs> see, you, see, Michael's thinking, on my you, wavelength. Now you're yeah. thinking like a private dick. You might get hired. Yeah. You might get hired. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Always blame the children. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, say. they're very, what's the word? Fuck stupid. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, all of that's true. Yeah. Whatever negative every, thing every you want to say it. about him. Spin, yeah. spin this theory. I want to hear what you say. How did the baby do it? Let's just spin it a bit. Spin All right. The baby was like, the baby was like, listen, I'm done eating hot dogs. You know, I'm tired of eating these stupid hot dogs. That's all you feed me is hot dogs. And then the baby finishes their cigar and then <laughs> says, listen, I can't, I'm a baby. I can't actually do it. And then the baby hires some people in robes. Right. Yeah. Or it had just anybody, you know, instead of Jesus freaks, maybe some Jesus schmoes. <laughs> yeah, but put yeah, puts out a puts out a, <laughs> a Craigslist ad say uh, agnostic, robed or not robed, <laughs> right? Ro robe and different must must be uh, uh, the you know uh, what is the mediocre artist? Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's making me think of like the baby from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like he's just when he's on camera, he's like super nice baby, but right. Smoking cigars. Is that not and... just a regular realistic yeah. depiction of a baby? Yeah, no, totally. 100%. You're right. My fault. I mean, I wouldn't recommend that as the theory if it wasn't something that was normal. That's true. That's yeah. true. Cigar smoking babies. I, why didn't I think of that? Okay, I like that theory. So it's either the, the mom of the victim, which is a victim herself, 
or the baby of the victims, which is also a victim herself. So I like this double victim blaming right off the bat on these theories. That's great. Yeah. One's the by me. So don't worry. I'm not judging. I'm just saying I like it. Here's another theory. It doesn't really have to do with the murder, but it kind of gives us a little bit of a, maybe this does have theory. So theory number two or three at this point, uh, Holly was given up by Dean and Tina before the murders. How does this help solve the crime? It doesn't, but it does help us maybe think about whether or not Dean and Tina joined the cult. So like, maybe this is what the cult demanded. Like maybe the baby crying pissed off the leader of the Jesus freaks. Like maybe giving up the baby is how they're going to make the leader happy again. So they, maybe they got murdered in cigar smoke, cigar smoke. Yeah. Get this fucking baby out of here. Cigar smoke everywhere. Crying. (laughs) Yeah. The baby's just too much of an asshole to keep around. Like, Look, baby, you're really messing this up for us. Fuck you. I don't need to hear your bullshit all the time. It's It's my church meetings. The, the smoking <laughs> the smoking explains why she's 42 and looks 72. So that actually, like, if she started oh. that early, she's got 40 years of smoking in already. So I, mm. I'm, uh, so like, maybe giving up the baby uh, was to make the leader happy again. Maybe they got murdered because there are no babies allowed in cults, and the Klaus has found out this rule too late. Like, this is a no-baby cult. You get murdered if you have a baby. And they're like, fuck. So when they did find out, they give the baby up. But the cult already made up their mind, right? Mm. Well, I think we established they don't. It's probably not babies they have a problem with. It was just a non-smoking area. Yeah, yeah. It was no yeah. smoking cult. Could have been that too. Yeah, you yeah. brought a smoking baby into here. Uh, now maybe the closest misinterpreted the cult leader's desires, and he didn't want them to give away Holly. That could be a two. And then when they gave away the baby, they got murdered for that. They're like, you're not supposed to give away the baby. We were just pissed that the baby's smoking all the time. Get the baby to quit smoking, and then they murdered them. You know. Doesn't help us solve the case. I'm just saying, like, maybe that's why they're murdered. Maybe motivation's there. I This is all helping. I don't know who okay, you're speaking good, for. Good, good. Next theory is Dean's cousin and uh, Lee, Lewis Vile. Yep. Yeah. So uh, just this is it's three sentences. No one likes house guests, especially teenage parent house guests. Uh, it's enough to make a man murder. So who 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 said that? Uh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have to be true. Remember this, RJ. Have we eliminated Richard as a suspect in the murder of these people? Oh, I'm I'm already confident he's number one suspect in everything. So most of the episode is just trying to deduce how he couldn't be. And so um, far, I'm not convinced. It's really pointing towards you, if anything, right now. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm kind of worried for you, but you continue. This entire show is going to wrap up with them figuring out I murdered everyone we've investigated. And that's how I knew everything mm-hmm. about it every time. So. That's a lot of these aren't even mysteries I've heard of or anyone's heard of. He's just like, cause even <laughs> this one, he's like, what, Dan and Tina? What, like, why are you on a first name basis with them? Who's Sorry. ever heard of them? I should have come in a white robe today and just not said a word. <laughs> yeah. Look at this sexy baby. I've got the beard. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. a baby smoking with me. So here's the real theory. And it's not really like, it's pretty much what it is. This is the only theory there is really out there. Cause it's pretty fresh. Like they literally just identified them on 2021 and there's not much out there about how the police are working this case yet, but I'm assuming this is how it's going to play out. The Jesus people movement theory, like the theory, uh, obviously the Jesus freaks. Well, I shouldn't say obviously, but the high likelihood the Jesus freaks killed them. Continue the Jesus people movement. I'll give a little bit of background on them. It was a mixture of hippie culture and evangelical Christianity. That is oil and fucking water. What? Yeah, I, I, it's just a bunch of born again fucking Christians from the West Coast 
Uh, and they were super popular in the 60s and 70s. Like I said, it, the regime is so popular is because it had so many different sects like that were varying in degrees of how this works. So like some sects were anti-drug and anti-sex, the boring sects. But they also brought in the guys that wanted to listen to rock and roll and shit like that. They still had that, but they wanted to be like goody two-shoe rock and roll guys wearing fucking vests. Then some of them were like pro-drugs, pro-rock and roll, like the cool sex. Uh, but they all worked together. The, the whole point of it was to spread love and Jesus. Like that's what they were saying, I guess. Jesus freaks were all over the U.S. at the time. Like I said, so many sects, basically the same thing. There was a group. Uh, called the brethren that had uh, people write home letters all the time stating that they wanted to join the people's movement or the cult and they wouldn't be back. So that's not super like, that sounds like a cult to me. That's was happening that way. And then there's another one of these sects called the Christ family. Christ family was all over California, New Mexico and Texas. Wait, you mean the Texas Christ's? Yeah. They were, they were led by a guy named lightning. Amen. Relation to Lightning McQueen? Uh, yeah, it's sister-in-law. It hurts. Oh, cool. It hurts to hear you say these words. It's <laughs> painful. Yeah, his his real name was Charles Franklin McHugh. Uh, he was arrested years later and spent five years in jail for transportation and sale of methamphetamines. So mixed bag of people in this. Uh, there's even reports that one of these sex had left a baby at a laundromat for someone to find in the past as well. So it's not shocking for them to steal and drop a baby off somewhere. At the height of their popularity, the Jesus People Movement had membership of just over 100,000 people in the U.S. Their movement made the cover of Time Magazine on June 21st, 1971, which was probably the peak of their popularity. Even though they're not around today, they are said that they're responsible for all a lot of how Christian rock music has evolved into what it currently is today. Oh, those fucking monsters. (laughs) Yeah, they are monsters. Fucking assholes. The men dressed like psychedelic Jesus in white robes and the women with white robes, long hair and flower crowns. The message was simple. Love God, everyone and everything. Most of the sects were pure vegan and lived poorly. Most of their baptisms were done at beaches while (laughs) guitars uh, strummed in the background. Since the sects were so different sometimes, some of the sects were suspected on being borderline cult. I would say uh, any religion is cult, uh, cult, basically. Like I said, when Dean was in his teens, he used to hang out with the Jesus freaks. Apparently, Dean used to like their message, and he invited members to his house. Holly was dropped off at at the church in Arizona by two women who claimed to be part of a religious movement. So no one in the media that I can find really knows exactly when. Or which church they just—that's what they—they're releasing—is re- dropped off by a religious movement. Don't even know if it was fucking Sister Susan or not, or if it was different women. Right now, I'm guessing they're looking into people that were in these old like people Jesus people movements, but like they're still investigating because, like I said, it's like a year and a half or two years basically. Why so are they still looking? Well, you got solve murders. Murders are open if you can figure it out. Why not? You get twelve points. I mean, we already saw what Holly looked like. She's fugly. Nobody, nobody cares. She is white though, so they'll definitely look for a while. That does anyway. not get you to where it used to get you, pal. Not, not anymore. <laughs> well, are you telling me that police people care as much about white people as everybody else? No, no, no. I mean, they, they, they still do. Just uh, more. They care more, but. I mean, again, just refer back to Holly's picture. That's just true. white? Come on. <laughs> Unibrow doesn't get you anywhere. 
I, I'm just guessing it's some fucking members from this goddamn cult. Why? Cults love to murder. I don't know why. There's really no motive yet. Like, I'm sure this will come up. Since they solved, like, who they were and where Holly was so quickly, They might. I'm going to guess this might get wrapped up pretty quick after they start questioning some 80-year-olds. Like, did you murder these people by the beach fucking 40 years ago? And they might figure it out. I, I, I'm guessing this one's going to get solved. I think so. It's already solved today. But, I mean, by the police, it'll be solved. Get off their ass. Yeah, maybe. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Ask the tough questions like we do. Like, have you looked at the baby? <laughs> what about that geriatric bitch of a mom? <laughs> she wasn't always geriatric. Not 1981. Mm. She was 41 Can't with two grandchildren. <laughs> 1941. Yeah. Runs in the family. So uh, any other fun theories to throw out the baby? Which one are we going to? Okay, sorry. If you have any extra ones, let's hear them. You guys got any more? Dingoes. It's Texas. Are there dingoes in Texas? No, that's Australia. I'm, they have coyotes. Uh, well, oh, yeah. American uh, dingoes. Yeah. One second. Why are you bringing up dingoes? This is actually this is actually pertinent question. Why are you bringing up this dingoes just came to your mind? Yes. Uh-oh. That's that's a popular theory on private dicks that a wear dingo. Really? Yeah, I just assumed that you'd heard that. Oh, no. <laughs> so, nope. so we circle back to dingoes a lot we're just on, we're just on the same wavelength of human beings yeah i feel that yeah i like it yeah I'm, I'm actually like i don't know if there's some esp in here or what are, are you from michael like where i'm from you? florida this magical yeah. place yeah it's that's why you don't you don't drink florida water richard Oh, that's, that's fair enough. I don't drink the tap. Don't drink the tap water. No, absolutely not. <laughs> not, not unless you want psychic abilities. <laughs> I buy my water from fucking Walmart, and that's this stuff is great. Just, it makes your teeth brown, <laughs> but it's great. Yeah, brown teeth, enlarged, swollen head, and telepathy. Come on, which one are you right. gonna go with? Okay, so all right, so we've, we've narrowed down. Like I don't know. Now it's Dingo's is on the table. It wasn't on the table before. I wasn't even gonna bring it up. But like now dingoes are back on the table. Where dingoes? Which one do you think it is? Because you're the one coming in here to hire us. Like which one yeah, do I you knew. want us to uh, say it is? We can put a stamp. Well, I mean, I, at this point, I just want them to be, I just want them home. I want them. I want their bodies to be back to Valusia County. <laughs> and uh, in all honesty, it was it's probably it was probably a homeless guy. It's just a homeless guy. Just a homeless guy. And he he wanted to steal all of their money and kill them and put them in the woods. Wasn't Jesus technically homeless? Uh-oh. Yes, that's right. Are we saying that? Are you turning it to like now that the Jesus freaks are actually the good guys because they found a baby and they went, you know what? We can't take care of it. We're in fucking smoking crack. We better put it at a church. We're not. We didn't actually commit any murders. We're actually being good. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fair. All right. <laughs> No, fair enough. I'm just asking. I got I got questions. You know what I mean? Like then I was thinking about Jesus being homeless, and I was like, well, if you consider the world your home, are you ever homeless? And then I was like, wait, shit. Mm. That because like if you get lost in the woods, you just build a house. You're not lost in the woods. You just live there. Shit. Mm-hmm. This is true. I think that was a Mitch Hedberg joke, actually. <laughs> uh, have we considered that maybe it was the dog that found the arm? Maybe the dog was a dingo. Do- oh. Yeah, and they just assumed it was a dog because people are stupid. You know, they're just going to see a thing that looks like kind of like a dog and say that's a dog. That's true. Yeah. Did we we didn't yep. get any we didn't get that police sketch artist to get a a, a drawing of the dingo, you know? <laughs> There's a dingo at large. 
Honestly, I will never underestimate people's stupidity when identifying animals because I'm one of them. RJ, give us a dingo drawing. Pump one out oh, right now. Okay. All right. Uh, Pump us out a dingo ooh, drawing. Ooh. All right. Let's see here. <laughs> okay. Post it note uh, special. And if you get paper sketch, RJ is making a lot of money today. Lots That's of teeth. Right. Yeah. Lots of teeth? Shit. All right. Lots of lots of teeth. <laughs> Now I want to draw something too. Fuck! <laughs> don't have any paper. Uh, most of these most of these theories are fucking very solid, so I don't really know which one to pick. We'll have to see how this picture of the dingo comes out. That might be the tipping point for me. But I think it's probably the Jesus people, right? But 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 people didn't realize that it's not even a real cult. It's just the mafia. You know, they're using the cult. They're using the church to launder money, and they're mafia. He's working at Dr. Hortons. That's a big mafia thing, right? You got the construction, you know. You got people moving, shaking, you know. And uh, he just gets involved with the mafia, but it's staged off as fucking these cults and these 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 uh, Jesus schmoes. They, this is the mafia's attempt at like not paying taxes. We're we're Jesus people. Hey, we're Jesus people here, huh? I'm gonna kill you and take your baby. Oh, Russian. We're going Russian. I like that. Uh, so yeah, this, the Russian this, is mob, a, this is a dingo with lots and lots and lots of teeth. <laughs> oh, good. All over its body. It's All got, over its body. <laughs> it's got teeth yeah. on its tail. That's a fucking terrifying dingo. <laughs> and it's back yes. in its dick. Yeah. Yep. What, a, what a nice dick you drew. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice and sharp. Okay. <laughs> dingo, dingo made an appearance. I can't believe that came out naturally without us prompting dingo. That makes me so happy. That's great. Okay, so what are we what are we going with? Well, how are we solving this? We're going with stranger, Jesus, homeless Russian guy, mob. Russian mafia, Russian, Russian mob, Russian mob. Russian it is. Mob. Okay, that's what I was gonna say, and that's cool. That uh, thanks for the chips. I really enjoy these. Uh, oh yeah, no problem. You deserve. You worked hard today. Take a load off. Yeah, thanks, I like. Man. I like. I like how they're wet. That's the that's the new flavor I haven't tried before. Wet Cheetos. Yep, that's exactly how they came. Thank yeah, you. open and wet, mm. fresh. That's right. Just, not like... even dried yet. You guys don't even go. You guys don't go to a lot of Florida gas stations, do you? Uh, no, no, no. no I no. do not. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's culture. It's it's a culture shock. I understand. Thanks for. Uh... <laughs> Where the cashiers have two grandkids and all the Cheetos are wet. <laughs> a cigarette for every hole. Uh, <laughs> you must have a human mouth in order to buy cigarettes. There you go. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Thanks for the... the we solved it for you. Uh, we can put that one to bed if you want to go. Yes. I don't know if you're going to go talk to the closest because you're in Florida. Go let them know we did this for them. Yeah, I should. I mean, they're right over mm -hmm. there. They've actually been standing behind me this, most of the time in the other room. Hi, Donna. I didn't mean to yeah. accuse you of anything. I just watched Private Dicks, and I think RJ's the funniest. What? Come on! I love your podcast, and I'm glad you came on. I thank you very much. Is there anything you want to promote, like what you say, and I'll throw in the episode, like anything that you want to throw in there? No, oh, sure. Uh, Michael and Jeremy steal your podcast. We're everywhere. Majizzy Pod. M-J-S-Y-P-O-D.